It's the Hedonistic Way podcast. It's a way of life. It tastes like freedom. It's the most divine microcosm. Mind blowing. It's a revolution. Heart wide open. Liberated love. It's liberated love. Conscious conversations. Conscious conversations. The exhilarated expansion of self. Whatever you like. All I, All I know is it, is it feels, feels amazing. amazing. It's the most decadent way. It's the most decadent way to live life. Intimate and intuitive conversations with epic humans who are disrupting the status quo and living a life with stereo untypical success. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hedonistic Way at Midday Show. I am Renee Main, and I'm just over the moon to share this amazing woman with you because this feral mystic makes my ears bleed. A sweet nectar that doesn't come around very often, blood that purifies my soul. And she makes my heart beat a little bit slower, that drip that happens when you hear the beat of source itself, when the penny drops and the water drops into the ocean, watching the sound waves and the ripple effect of just one drop. She ignites worlds, realms, eons and lifetimes. Her words are her wand and they heal wounds. Wounds that you didn't even know that you had. She is truth, not just any truth, but divine truth. She has the ability to penetrate any armour and reminding us that we're all in this together. She will touch your heart, your soul, and crying tears that you didn't even know that you had, reminding us that we are all in this together as one. So I welcome this cosmic wonder, Maya Luna, to the show. Welcome, beautiful woman. Thank you. My goodness, I'm just drinking in your words. Thank you. Thank you. you know, they feel deeply personal, of course, because they're about me, but they, they emanate something else as well. Like listening to you tune into the core of something it's very 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 potent thank you thank you i'm just you know just your words have the ability to just penetrate you know they they penetrated me and they just and i just felt it but not just me because looking at you know when i was looking around and potentially stalking your your profile (laughs) (laughs) you know you have that ripple effect um you know Mm. to so many people what do you think it is about you that people just hear your words and it just lands something and activates something deep within Mm. them what do you think it is I love that question because I think that, you know, I've thought a lot about it because it's not something that I'm intentionally trying to do, you know, it's just happening. And then I, I sort of question it, like, what is this? And I think that people are very tired of the false self of surface appearances of keeping up with everyone. And, um, really hungry to be met and touched in the real, in the deep, in this place where we are radiantly vulnerable and real and true and, you know, this thread that connects all of us. Yeah. I think that people are really, really hungry to remember that place. It's like the soul, you know? Yeah. It's um, something deeper than this kind of shallow culture that we all are indoctrinated into and feel perhaps a bit stifled by, but don't always know how to let it go. Yeah, absolutely. Why, why do we not know how to let it go? 
Well, I think we're afraid that we won't be loved. We won't be successful. We won't have money. We won't get likes. We won't, you know, we've got to, we've got to put on a show if we want to be loved and welcomed and um, successful. You know? Yeah. What is that? Tell me about. You're just going right to the heart of reality. I love it. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> yeah that's it and that's yeah and that's you know I just think why not go there you know and that's I think um there's such beauty to be shared in the ugliness of what we want to hide um and I think you know something that intrigued me was you used the term feral and tell me about your dance with that feral part of you and why now it's you're the feral mystic thank you yeah um i use the word feral because quite literally i my soul came into this incarnation and really did not want to um be conditioned by any of the institutions um you know college schooling training even like regular work um i've never had a guru i've never been part of a lineage you know like i just my soul really wanted to remain unconditioned and untamed as much as possible yeah for whatever reason and um yeah the word feral didn't come around until a really dear loved one you know started calling me that and it's like oh yeah that's that's true (laughs) I I love it I love the term because I'm from a small country town in in New South Wales in Australia Mm -hmm. and um and it's a term that I grew up with you know we (laughs) but it's not something I'm in Melbourne now and it's not a term that you hear you know, in, in the cities, but it's so prominent in, in the country. You said there that you're not from any lineage and um, mm-hmm. and you've always felt that way, you know, in the gurus and the institutions and everything else. Mm-hmm. Trainings. Yeah. <laughs> anything, anything to train. I'm a, I just don't really want to be trained. I mean, I've had wonderful teachers, of course, that have yeah. deeply influenced me, of course. Yeah. And I honor them. But um, yeah, I haven't ever been run through a, a true lineage training thing. Yeah. That term lineage, I want to explore because when I was when I was feeling into you and I was writing about you, I felt something about the blood, and mm-hmm. I was like, and I didn't know why, but it felt really potent um, mm. when I tapped into you. So. The blood. The blood, yeah. Like when I was like the word blood and I kept on getting these visuals of um, of everything. And so I was really curious about that. So what is it then about that, about that lineage? Like take me, take me there because I feel like there's so many people that, you know, a lot of our, um, a lot of our pain is you know comes from comes from a particular you know our own lineage and um like ancestors yeah yeah ancestors and you mentioned you know and you mentioned that lineage and um you know you're being born free from that so what's my question um Yeah, just how did you become or what have you got to speak to of that ancestral lineage and the bloodlines mm-hmm. and honouring yeah. them but also freeing ourselves from that pain that they can mm-hmm. I love these questions. 
<laughs> just small questions. <laughs> Casual conversation. <laughs> wow. Well, first, I want to say that, you know, it's interesting because um, my friend and I today were just having this conversation about, you know, um, not having culture and tradition and lineage and ancestor like this way that in the modern world especially as you know light-skinned western european hair like we don't have that that's why there's so much cultural appropriation and taking of other cultures and we just yes. don't have that so yes i think i first want to say that you know i wouldn't say that being feral is like better than yeah. being trained or tamed or yeah. lineage or whatever it's just what my soul yeah. wanted Absolutely. um i will say that you know in terms of like the bloodline and the ancestry i haven't done that work of like really tapping into the ancestors but i do know that um i think i was probably the first in quite a quite a few generations in my family system to really like pop out of the you know like, like classic black sheep like sort yes. of like i was like what's going on here like what is this all about and why are we doing things this way and what does it mean and and that's a very classic black sheep thing and mm -hmm. you know the black sheep is sort of like the the catalyzing energy that sort of evolves the 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 bloodline you know right by busting out of the dream and the trance yes. you know the generations have just been like doing over and over and over um and it's an intense incarnation because mm -hmm. the black sheep is not regarded positively for doing that you know and there's a lot of energy saying like no <laughs> you know that's yes. bad yes. don't wake up so that was a big part of my life um and perhaps a very like tender subject as well it's just you know really really being so drawn to liberation and freedom and authenticity and truth like being like a real seeker at a very very young age and kind of um at the cost of intimate connection with my blood family you know and choosing that because I didn't have any other choice, like I had to, but the heartbreak, mm. you know, of, of being the exile has been a big, a big um, wound to tend to in my life, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's what I yeah. have to say about bloodline. <laughs> yeah, look, I think, you know, because I feel like it's, you know, so much of, you know, us, if, you know, you're into, you know, any like spirituality, whatever you want to call it or label it, you know, if you just want to feel liberated or empowered, I think we're going to come up against a time where we butt heads with that sense of we're going to have to go out on our own here. We're going to have to go out on a limb yeah. at some point and we're going to have to fucking jump, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's, that can be a really hard step, you know, to take. And I think it just goes back to then, you know, earlier when you were talking about, you know, we're craving it. And uh, I feel like that's what you, you give people, you give people a little taste of it with your words, you know, a little window into another world. Um, your mm -hmm. life is so, you know, it's so full of ritual and mystery how did this come about? Like, it just feels so enticing. <laughs> Can I just say, like, I feel so seen and loved by you. It's really healing. I feel like really gotten and appreciated. It's really, really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what's the question? <laughs> You're talking about the window into, you know, like your words and how you express yourself. You give people a little taste of and permission to enter into this mm -hmm. world of, you know, of ritual and mystery. 
And um, so I was asking you about how did your world come about, your every moment that really honours the mystery and the ritual? Mm. Mm -hmm. First of all, have you heard the poetry album? No. Oh, man. Okay. So there's a whole album of my spoken word poetry that's music, but you're just, you're going to just completely Oh, wow. Yes, I will. (laughs) I'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, I think the answer to that question is I, for whatever reason, have always wanted to follow my desire Mm. like my passion my desire my my curiosity my intrigue my impulse my arrows like I have been absolutely 100% committed and in devotion to following that no matter what and I think that that's when we do that we do give ourselves to the mystery because our desire is wed to the mystery you know eros is a mysterious process it's life urging us it's the aliveness of truth you know pushing us somewhere and we don't know where it's going but we we must you know and um and not everyone follows that but i think that when we do you know the the depth and soul and richness of life is just inherently renewed you know because we find ourselves when we follow desire we always find ourselves yeah it's and that's it and there's such a dance with with desire you know and um a lot of people a lot of you know gurus and leaders or you know people um they put desire like you know, kind of on the frequency scale, it sits at, you know, sits in the middle. Mm. Um, however, that desire that you speak of, I really feel like it's the breadcrumbs, it's the curiosity and that path to the unknown that is so important. Why do you think that in, even like in, you know, when you talk about feminine embodiment and spirituality, there's layers to it. But what is it about that that pure desire that people are so afraid to follow? Mm. We're so scared of all the hot energies, you know, passion, anger, lust, desire, the strong medicines and they burn, you know, they burn, they wound, they leave us with scratches (laughs) (laughs) and burns. And, and I think that's what's so, one of the things that makes them so fascinating and so pure and so innocent is that they are untamed by the um you know the civilized civilized proper sort of or spiritually correct or you know all these ways these boxes that we want to put ourselves in to be good people or be this or be that and then here's this passionate energy you know that is like pure life that um, doesn't want to be put into a box that wants to be lived into and known and felt and tasted and I think that it's very threatening to the status quo and I think that it's um yeah we haven't really learned the art of 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 following that desire I think that that's one of the real tenets of true tantra you know is is how to work with that energy because right now what we have basically is just suppress it yeah you know say no to it or kind of like hedonistically hedonistically um, indulge in a way that is like kind of unconscious. Like we don't even, it just like bursts out because we've been repressing it so much. Right. Yeah. We don't have the, the art of the, the conscious hedonism, you know, mm-hmm. we haven't been taught how to like ride these energies with awareness. Yeah. Um, which I think is probably a feminine art. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 
um, when you talk about devotion, mm. um, how I've had this this wave of you know like of devotion and giving myself so freely, and then at times it gets to a point where it feels like I'm putting myself through this spiritual Olympics. Just the do that's on my to-do list. How can you continue to honor that art of devotion and not turn it into something that you know to be a spiritual good girl? Mm. Mm. Well, I think that the truest devotion is the devotion to this moment as it is, which includes all of me, which includes my flailing lameness and bad girlness and messy, just weirdness. (laughs) (laughs) And then these moments of like this like beautiful poetic devotion is like, ah, you know, and that's, that's not, uh, that's not the note that I'm able to live out all the time. That's certainly not, um, I think, how we're supposed to live all of the time. I think that true spiritual life is the recognition of the, the messiness and the ordinariness that is this life, you know? How do we hold that and be with that? I mean, really, that's, that's um, there's so much, there's so much that, I think wants to sell us a concept of grandiosity yeah. around our spirituality, <laughs> yeah. which then just becomes another like another illusion, you know, to chase. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think. <sighs> yeah, the devotion to, gosh just the humility of what actually is that's always the thing yeah it's always the thing I suppose that that could be another good girl I don't know if I'm too concerned about being a good girl are you (laughs) in the part well yes when I was trying to conform to others like Mm. and I was yeah so for me I had a Mm. I had a big dance with the good like always being what I was told and I was always there and I was you know I would never do this so for me I found for a long time I was boxed into this persona of not being able to cross the line because it's not just what I did so yeah yeah I think for me it's probably like the nice girl it's yeah. just similar mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah, so absolutely. deep it's so deep the breakthrough yeah. conditioning yeah. yeah it's really 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 deep and really thorough yeah it is it is mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Too. <laughs> <laughs> i could just drink like because it's just the yeah. energy is so beautiful and i just i have to acknowledge that um because mm-hmm. that is just yeah um you spoke about you know creating another illusion and it's something i've been really thinking about lately is you know the illusion and and mirages that we create for ourselves and you know and i know that you talk about you know us you know how we can become and you know get um i'm just trying to think of the words that you use but i can't remember now um, you know, it's so we can find ourselves as God, you know, and brings us closer to God and that dance. How, mm-hmm. how do you honour the dream but not immerse yourself in it? Yeah. Oh, that's such a beautiful question. (laughs) You've got really great questions. I love, like, I just, I feel your sincerity. I really feel the depth of your care. Like, you really sincerely want the truth. I honor that in you. Thank you. So what you're talking about is 
kind of been the entire obsession of my life, I think. Like if my, if my whole, if my body of work, both in the mystery school that I teach and my poetry could be summed up as one point, I think it would be what I experience in my own consciousness and in others as a relentless, what I call chasing of the carrot, right? I'm going to be fulfilled once I fall in love, obtain enlightenment, heal this wound, get this money, you know, this constant mirage sense of some kind of redemption or refuge or some place that we can get to where things are finally going to make sense and we're going to have it together and we're going to feel good and we're not going to be confused or lost anymore. Like finally salvation from suffering right at the garden of Eden. It's not really a logical thing, but it, I, I feel it as this driving force. And then at the same time, for whatever reason, I feel very viscerally aware of the fact that no one has ever gotten there. You know, so what's up with that? <laughs> and I think when you're the question that you asked so beautifully, how do we honor the dream? And what was the second part of it? I don't remember. That immersing ourselves. That immersing ourselves in it. To me, there's something very radical about um, this incredible paradox, which is that the thing that we project into the you know never ending carrot chase yeah. is actually here it just isn't how we expected it to look yeah and the crunchiness and immense vulnerability of our yeah. experience is not something to resolve or get rid of because it's not a problem it's actually innate to who we are and that Garden of Eden is inside of that. Yeah. You know, inside of the broken openness of that shaky uncertainty and imperfection. Like, yeah. there's no escape. There's no refuge. The refuge is a non-refuge. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's no refuge. And that's... Mm. There's no refuge from our condition, therefore the refuge is everywhere, all the time, ever present, you know? Absolutely. And the fantasy of a refuge um, as some place of, you know, I, I, think, I think that what <clears throat> is sold a lot, mm. you know, whether it's through coaching or whatever, is on some level, spoken or unspoken, what they're selling is is that you're going to get to the place. Yes. Yes. You're going to get there. And, yes. um, and everyone wants it so badly and bless us. Yes. Bless us. <laughs> and for relief. Yeah. You know? But how much more beautiful is it to, and this probably circles back to why, why do people like my words? Probably because on some level people are very hungry to just go, oh my God, like, I'm not crazy for yeah. feeling the way that I feel. Yeah. This is an innately human universal experience. Yeah. This exactly. yearning and this imperfection and this brokenness and this yeah. sacred holiness that just yeah. is, that yeah. doesn't need to be justified or fixed or improved, it just is. Exactly. I think that's what we want. Yeah. Oh, and we do, we do, you know, it's just, and that's, I'm feeling, you know, I'm really sensing that, you know, like we try so hard to put, to teach a concept and put it into a certain modality and this and that, and I get it. But then there's also that side where it, it's, there is no end point yeah, there actually exactly. is no outcome like but yet we're sold like but we want outcomes yeah. so i really i'm curious to know how do you like you know you run your mystery school and you've got your poetry and you've got everything 
how do you honour your right to abundance Mm. and serve in a way that honours the mystery Mm. but doesn't succumb to these very Mm. kind of, I don't know, I'm doing like this rotation with my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that is. Yeah, the machine. The machine, yes. Totally. Um, I like to uh, give people flexibility on the amount of money that they give me. Mm -hmm. And with the absolute trust in people, I think that's the key piece. Like, wow. I've never been fucked over in that sense. Yeah. There's something about the, just the trusting, you know, I trust, I trust you to, um, you know, like I just released this little course that I created and it was really low price, but it, it felt very like the coronavirus and just everything that I was kind of downloading about the planet and like the medicine that was needed. And, and I was very clear, like, you know, pay what you can and mm. you know tons of people bought it at full price yeah yeah, yeah. And some yeah. people reached out and said i i can offer you this and that's all i have and yeah there's something about trusting trusting people and not coming from you know talking about the machine yeah. the machine is very stingy and greedy and paranoid and it's sort of like yeah. i deserve this and i've got to like take it and claim it and if i don't take it and claim it yeah. i'm going to get fucked over and yeah I don't know. I mean, I think everyone's different. For me, yeah, I, it doesn't feel good to run energy like that, and um, yeah. and I feel I feel comfortably abundant in in the yeah. way that I'm doing it. That's amazing. That's I've been, you know, <laughs> I've been doing this a long time, and mm-hmm. I have been, you know you know, in, in the game a long time and um, I've never heard anyone speak like that and I just really want to honour that in you because mm-hmm. I think it's so, so beautiful and I'm curious <laughs> to ask then yeah. how does that, you know, we hear so much about worth and, you know, um, and charge your worth and sometimes you know i've even you know there's been quotes where i will misquote them but you know about how your worth matches your wealth and Mm. things like that so how (laughs) (laughs) how does that work false self there isn't it yeah so the way that i think of it is there's literally no amount of money that I can think of that would be worth what I give to people. Yeah, right. I mean, truly, it's just like, it's, I, how would I even calculate that? Like, I don't even know yeah. what, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Especially when, like, I get emails from people and it's like a poem, like, saved their life. Yes, yeah exactly and read it for free you know it's it's yeah. like and certainly people that I work with in my courses you know some of them walk away and like they've got codes and transmissions written in their body now that are going to affect every single step that they take and then other people that like maybe some seeds got planted and we'll see when they sprout I don't know how to put numbers on these things what I do know this is just my kind of more like feminine response to machines I figure out what I need to be well. Yeah. What do I need to be well to take care of this body, to take care of this life force yeah. so that I can show up and serve? Yeah. And then that's my goal. You know, I need to bring in that amount of money mm. um, so that I can be well. And it's, a, it's an intuitive thing that I feel into mm. in my own body. It's not a head. I, can't, I just can't do it from the head, you know? No, 
and that's it and that's you know i think a lot of people you know trip up in that is because as soon as you know they can feel it and then you know but then as soon as they go to those fingers hit the keyboard or that pen gets the paper mm -hmm. it's gone Mm -hmm. you know um and that's and because they automatically then they're thinking about it so that yeah. that flow I've seen it so many times over the years with 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 clients is that clicking over mm -hmm. and staying in that state um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so let me ask you then with that with that in mind you know so being in that like intuitively getting everything you know that you're receiving that you're feeling that you know you're in that 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 state of joy like whatever it is and relaxation and safety and healthness where it's like oh this is an amount of money that i can like just kind of feel good inside of yeah yes. mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. what do you do to stay in that in that state as much as you possibly can like or what do you actually let me ask this what do you do when you feel yourself you know kind of thinking about it mm -hmm. what do you do do you have anything that you do that brings you back into that that flow state hmm. no <laughs> i don't have anything that i do <laughs> But, but to give you something, to give you something, I will say that um, I think the way that I make money and run my business is probably very, very, very different than maybe anyone that I know. Yeah. It's very feminine. It's very intuitive. It's very irrational. <laughs> um, and and what it is is that i i just offer when it's real mm. like sex like yeah. i don't i don't force it you know i only move from the real from the real arising from the real current from the real life force and let me tell you sometimes it's gushing and it's turned on and it's flowing and it's inflamed and it's holy and sometimes it's very quiet and that's okay and sometimes it's very 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 quiet and it gets to a point where I start to feel nervous like I'm not producing should I be producing I haven't produced you know and it's a it's a constant practice you know to, to live as a feminine being inside the machine <laughs> yes you know and i just keep that's that's really my practice is to keep submitting to that yeah. and I, I only move from the real and uh and it's i feel held i feel held by it mm. it's working for me i don't know if it would work for everyone but um i don't force anything no, and I think that's, you know, look, I, you know, I forced things for a very long time and, yeah. you know, and I made a lot of money, but there mm -hmm. was also it, my heart, like it broke my heart, you know, and, and I would leave, you know, I'd walk off stages and I'd feel empty. And oh. I, just, I remember saying to one of my friends, like, there's got to be a different way. There's got to, surely we don't have to bring people to pain in order to buy our product. Surely they can buy from an inspired state. Like there has to be a different way, you know? Wow. Yeah. Because we're trained in like the whole pain point theory and like. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's that, you know, so many, you know, speak and that's, that's the that's what they teach you know that's what as a speaker you do it this way and you sell from stage and you do it this way and yeah. and it's a, you know and for me I was like it's a model that works you know and I would watch you know world leaders you know like people just hand over their credit cards at the back of the room but 
each point of that presentation is staged and it's manipulation the whole way through i've done it but yet i was just oh honey and your soul was just like no yes yes oh wow i couldn't do it and that's and i walked away and i walked away from from this and i love speaking like i love it um and um but i walked away just going i can't do this like i can't i can't do this i can't serve from this place and i went full into the other i'll say feminine side but yeah like i'll use the word feminine but that's probably want for a bit of a word um so where i was all flow and there was no strong spine so to speak um and that didn't feel aligned either so i really resonate with what you're saying and then there's that part of me that goes okay so i'm really curious to know what is then your dance with that inner masculine and and that that strong spine and you said before when you create make sure you feel held and able to do that so yeah speak to me about that yeah i'd love to speak about that and i also would love to just presence well the short answer to that question and then I actually want to I want to touch on what you just shared because it's really profound and it's something that I've thought a lot about um maybe I'll speak to that first and I'll answer the question um I I have spent a lot of time studying the psychology of psychopathy and narcissistic personality disorder because of a relationship I was in with someone that I believe had that and trying to understand the inner workings. And now that I've studied it and I understand it, I see it so strongly in the kind of marketing that you're talking about. Like it's a literal, what it's doing is it's generating a trauma bond. So you're poking on people's pain points, right? And then you're also offering them a grandiose solution to their pain. You're using shame, mm-hmm. right? And fantasy. Yes. Yeah. Like the manipulation is so intense. And it's it's basically like it's literally the psychology of a trauma bond. Like so the brain chemicals start start flowing in a certain way. So it's so intense to hear you describe it because I'm feeling the energy that you are inside of where it's like, that's just like normalized in the culture. Yeah. It's everywhere in the NLP world, in the speaking world. It's, it's everywhere. It's just the way of life that, but it's wrapped up in really beautiful language. And so no one speaks to it about what the intention behind it. So this is what I find really interesting. A lot of people seem to want to call that masculine, right? Go out, like fucking get it, you know, spine up straight, like, like that kind of like predator energy, whatever. And I don't think that's actually what the masculine is. I don't think the masculine is a psychopath. Yeah, so this kind of segues into your question, you know, for me, my relationship with my inner masculine is always one of returning to this, um, like he has to be in touch with the feminine and led by the feminine and inspired Mm -hmm. by the feminine to do and create and stand up and serve that pool of creation. Yeah. And, um... I think that this question of like, you know, how the feminine can be a bit too flowy and Mm. how do you bring in that? I think for me, it's probably been around, um, like you said, the claiming what I need to be well. Yeah. Not, not a supernatural easy thing for me because I, my natural inclination would be to like give. Yeah over give over extend over and I still have you know issues with that that I'm like constantly tending to (laughs) I think that's the piece it's like what do I need to be well 
and standing for that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. That's the protector. You yeah, know. that's right. That's in right. service to the feminine and in touch with the feminine. And yeah. 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 And that's, and you just, you know, just feeling that in, in the, and again, that just, oh, like I'm feeling, what I'm feeling is that it opens just another layer of permission. Mm. You know, and that's what I really felt just then when you spoke about it is just that just from the inside out, just this exposure of another layer of permission that actually just feels so beautiful. Like it's mm-hmm. just, oh, and it's, it's not rigid. Like, you know, it's not the masculine is not what we believe it is. It's not, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, it's not rigid. It's not anti-feminine. No, exactly. exactly. And I want to ask you about that actually is because, you know, you speak a lot about, you know, the embodied feminine and feminism and, you know, what it is and what it isn't. And, you know, you touch on the patriarchy and, and, that. and this is something that I dance with all the time is because a lot of people have called me a feminist, but I don't feel like I'm a feminist. Um, <laughs> it's such a bad word now. I don't know when that happened, but now it's like really not cool to be a feminist. Suddenly. It used to be cool. Now it's not. Yeah, yeah. it's like... <laughs> It's, it's because I love the mutable laws, right? And so I love that we're seeing beyond gender mm-hmm. and that sacred union that's happening between, you know, the, the what we the masculine and the feminine. So I, you know, I see there's such a home for they're, they're one anyway, you know, it's we caused the separation, right? Like that union is solid. Mm-hmm. Um I love where you're going, by the way. I'm really excited we're going here. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for bringing me back because I just actually <laughs> needed that. Right what you're getting to is like your struggle with the word patriarchy. Yes, right? yeah, patriarchy and, you know, and not, you know, not not crushing the patriarchy or not, you know, dismissing or disrespecting, you know, the, um, the feminine and yeah, just all that. All right. I got it. I'll pick up the ball from here. (laughs) I'm so glad you're talking about this because it's something that I really have been sitting with for Mm. a while now because, because so much of, of what I, I see and teach and I'm sharing about is um, needs to have this piece illuminated. And the word that I've found that resonates the most clearly is the word patriarchy. And I've actually been looking for a different word because of the way that that word can trigger these mm-hmm. other meanings in people. Yeah. I think that for many of us, we associate the word patriarchy with men oppressing women. Yes. And I actually, that's not what I mean by when I use that word. Um, and maybe you can experiment with me if there's a, a better word. The machine might actually be a better word, but it's a consciousness on this planet that is anti-feminine in a profound way, not anti-women, anti the feminine yeah and that inc- that's the earth that's our bodies that's our emotions that's the waters of life that's eros that's the feminine essence in women the feminine essence in men yeah it's anti the feminine and it's a it's kind of like a um we are masculine led in our consciousness that goes for men and women. We lead with the masculine, we value the masculine consciousness, but it's a masculine that is literally disassociated from the feminine principle. So in many ways, it really has nothing to do with men and women. Um, But at the same time, it is very fucking serious. And I see it as being, you know, something that is 
killing us, killing the soul, killing the earth. It's, it's, it's extremely destructive. Um, so maybe we should call it the machine. I don't know. What do you think? It's like anti-organic, anti. Yeah, it's, um, is, I'm, I'm just, a, a word hasn't come to my mind, but it, it will. Um, why do we tie the feminine and masculine to being a man and a woman? Mm. Mm-hmm. Probably because the bodies and the genitals are like these like ultimate symbols, right? Mm. It's like the penis is like contains everything about the masculine essence inside of it like they're like these transmissions you know that i are really holy and true um if the world is symbolic Mm. that and if you're thinking about the creator you know whoever you think um, or whoever, you know, people think it is. The world is symbolic. And, you know, we're talking about before about illusions and Adam and Eve and, you know, all of these things that we've taken so literally and we've forgotten that they're symbolic. And I kind of wonder, and it's a little bit random, but, but what then is it about the female bodies that... You like that's symbolic, as you're saying. Like a penis is symbolic. Mm-hmm. A you know a yoni is symbolic, mm-hmm. and I just think, why? Like in the great cosmic joke. Like, <laughs> <why>? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Which cosmic joke are we gonna go? Keep going. <laughs> Is that, you know, it's, it's that, you know, like an imperfection and, you know, like it's where, you know, like it's, um, I'm reading Disappearance of the Universe at the moment, you know, and it's, and it talks about, you know, the illusion and, um, you know, and, and the universe and, you know, what God is and what it isn't and, you know, all of these things. Um, but yeah, like in. So I'm just trying to work out where I'm going with this. Um, And so, you know, and the paradox, let's say, the paradox of, of, you know, there's no beginning, there's no end, but yet we see, you know, as human in 3D, we see there's very much you are from a number dash to a number and that dash in between is is our life mm-hmm. um, you know Oof. yeah and what I we think about that sometimes how like every year you live the date of your death you know yes yeah I think that all the time like there's yeah, gonna be like too. a month a day really yeah all the, I, I don't think I've ever told anyone this since I was a kid wow yeah yeah like it's gonna be a real day yep and I've seen myself like looking at as like looking over my book of life at the end of life and like in going I don't want to look at that book and go I wish I had have done that like since I was a kid so that's such a huge motivator for me because that dash is fucking everything (laughs) <laughs> literally. Yeah. Literally everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's so funny, right? Because we don't want to think about death and we sort of avoid it. But it's when yeah. you when you really hold it that close, yeah. Life becomes very urgent and um you want to yeah. make the most of that dash. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to love my poetry album. I'm oh, really excited. I, yeah, I need to. We'll talk about death and you're oh. like, going to be all, you're going to love it. <laughs> I can't wait. I love spoken word. I just, I yeah. love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So. You'll have to send me some of the artists that you like. I would love to. Mm, yeah. I 
I had a um for a few years I haven't ran one well not this year uh, <laughs> we used to have a hedonistic jam where mm-hmm. we used to get um speakers in and the audience would ask a question and then the speakers would deliver a spoken word delivery off the cuff of that question wow. yeah it was really cool purely in the wild yeah 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 it was really cool it was such a beautiful experience and yeah every event was just a different thread so yeah Mm -hmm. it was beautiful so I am a sucker for spoken word (laughs) (laughs) um mm, I just want to see if there's anything else that we need to speak to um Oh, a lot has happened. Mm. <laughs> it has, it has. It's just, yeah, it really has. And that's, it just feels mm, magical. Um, Can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so you were in this like psychopathic marketing culture, mm-hmm. trauma bond thing. Um, and then you decided to go full flow and that was like too floppy. Yeah. So where are you now? I'm integrating. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And just allowing myself that, that space to just even feel what that is. So, um, so yeah, yeah. So I haven't offered, um, a service in a year. and just, I mean, my mum passed away as well. So there's, you know, yeah. so I just had some time out. Um, and, um, yeah, so now I'm just sitting with with that and going, okay, yeah, just, mm. and just mm. bringing that sacred union together. Mm-hmm. It just feels really, really beautiful um, to mm-hmm. be able to, to do that. So that's where I'm at is to you know, um, yeah, just allow myself to be held and move within that in in a way that, you know, I guess I've probably redefined what that, like what the masculine is and what the feminine is, but just moving beyond that from a quantum perspective and remembering that at the quantum space, there is no gender. Gender doesn't exist. And just allowing my essence. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So you move from essence rather than yeah. whatever the ma- manipulation agenda is. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you kind of are proving to yourself that what you thought then that you kept, you were saying how you kept being like, there has to be like a juicy, positive way to get people on board rather than just like manipulating them and poking at their pain and fears. Yeah. That's essence, right? Yeah. You lead with who you really are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's such a potent place. And yeah, it feels like such a journey to go there. And that's, you know, a, a little, I remembered something just before when you spoke, I remember watching, um, watching Monty Python when I was young and it was this episode where it was a, a mirage. And I remember like thinking, oh, like, you know, he was in the desert and he seen water and then he'd go to jump and then it would disappear and he'd fall into the sand. And I remember thinking, it's an illusion. It's all an illusion. Like, mm-hmm. huh. And I remember thinking, our minds make that up. Like, that is amazing. Like, it's, it's huge. And um, I think it's just, it's a mystery that not enough people question. Mm you know it's um mm-hmm. I find and yet, where all the aliveness is inside of that question that's like the only question yeah exactly that's my favorite question mm. 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 yeah mm-hmm. yeah so mm. thank
thank you. Mm-hmm. I've just got one last question for you, beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. And that is what is turning you on right now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is what's coming to me good do you ever listen to audible books yeah so I really like listening to books but I find oftentimes the sound of the person's voice is so unpleasant and it's a hit or miss thing and like I'm a voice person yeah so what I figured out how to do is I I slow the book down so I slow their voice down and then I play really beautiful ambient electronic, like oh. heart wrenchingly beautiful music with it. Oh. And it just, it gets in, it penetrates. Like it oh, shut in totally. That. So like there was this book that I was really into the content, but it was so chafing to listen to. And like, I'm telling you, now with my new method I'm like having these ecstatic experiences like right before we were on the call I was like outside listening to it I was just like dancing with the sunset I was like crying like this is having this like amazing yeah yeah, I'm so turned on by it it's really really genius yeah (laughs) it like really gets in you just got to create an atmosphere you know yeah Slow the voice down. I like I like slow the voice down. Yeah. Real intimate and yeah. yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's so cool. That is that would turn me on. Absolutely. I'll give it a try. I will. Music in the background. It's like amazing. Ah, that's so cool. I was listening to it. Um, I was well I started to with Joe Dispenza meditation this morning and I was like oh his voice I just sometimes like and but this morning I was like Ugh. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly exactly oh. you have a way to like massage it so that I can get I can actually receive what's being spoken yeah. yes absolutely that's so cool I love that okay. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. I just, this transmission, you, this energy, just, it feels so beautiful. It's just so divine. And um, I just think you are absolutely incredible. Such Mm. amazing soul, like just I feel absolutely honoured and just privileged to be able to spend this time with you. um, I feel like I've just met a sister and I can, like, sit on your lounge because it actually looks really comfy and just talk all night. Um, Absolutely. I'm so glad that we know each other. Me too. Me too. Just, yeah, I just, yeah, if I can help in any way or I can you know just whatever just please know that I just will do anything for you to continue to speak Mm. your words and continue to be of service in the most beautiful way and yeah I'll just be watching cheering you on and just yeah so much love thank you Thank you. I want to appreciate you for your devotion to the truth and to the real. And I can feel your soul relentlessly pulsing towards what is real and deep and true and your love for it and your passion for it. And I just am so inspired. Thank Thank you you so much. bathe in that yeah all right thank you everybody
thank you so much for tuning in to this epic conversation. I'm Renee Main and I am over and out for now. However, we can continue this conversation on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash hedonistic queen or jump onto the website reneemain.com.au and you can explore what your own hedonistic way might look like.